Hello and welcome to Literary Buffs, a show that covers the best books of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And I'm your other host, Cisco from Misfit Minded. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded uh, and my website at MisfitMinded.com. And today we're talking about the historical nonfiction book, Killers of the Flower Moon by David Graham, which is, of course, the source material for Martin Scorsese's new film. Um, If you haven't read it, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be dope. If you haven't read it, it's the true story about the crimes committed against the indigenous peoples of the Osage tribe with their oil-rich lands, and it details the plot to murder them, steal their wealth and property, and how the FBI kind of took form to investigate and hopefully prosecute those crimes or attempt to prosecute those crimes. Um, all right. What did you think of this book? Um, yeah, like I am not a huge reader, as people can probably guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, like movies, TV shows, documentaries are as close as I get to books most of the time. <laughs> Which is Same. which is pretty sad. Uh, it's not not ideal, um, especially because I teach English. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. I think you know. I guess going into it, I didn't know what to expect. You know, we did the trailer reaction, so I guess I had like some, you know, inklings that it was about like taking wealth or whatever. But like, I don't know. Like, just the we'll get into it like more. Um, I guess, but. Just the the fact that it was kind of like a conspiracy thriller um, in this historical, you know, it's like it like blends the two, which I really it made it like a like easier to read. You know, it wasn't just like stating the facts and like it's kind of a perfect um, book for me too right now because the classes I'm taking are literally uh, early 20th century history, which is you know, when this takes place and uh, historiography, which is basically like um, how people write about history, which is like this book as well. So exactly. <laughs> so like just I read this book first before that. But now that like, you know, I'm getting into these classes, it's just like, yeah, like he very I feel like he very intentionally made it that way, like to be more intriguing. He doesn't like give away all the information at first, like he lets I guess more it's like more factual at the beginning but then like as stuff starts like unraveling you're like oh shit like stuff that you like from chapter one gets like recontextualized and things like that and Mm -hmm. so I think that's going to be fun to like revisit it in the movie um you know that's assuming that it's faithful I'm, I'm guessing you know it being Scorsese that it will be but like just revisiting it, like visualizing it on the screen compared to like what I saw in my head. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's just very sad, very tragic. Um, But at the same time, you know, I guess I like walked away from it. Like, you know, I'm glad that this story is being told because so often, especially nowadays, like people are trying to erase history, especially Mm -hmm. from like people that are oppressed, like, you know, African-Americans, Native Americans, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the stuff that was done to the Osage is just like, you know, unthink- unfathomable. But like, you know, if you know anything about American history, you're like, yeah, sadly checks out. <laughs> Classic American history. Yeah. I mean, American history. America's favorite thing to do is to 
find someone else to oppress since it it's, found itself freedom. Yeah. So it's like clockwork. there's just <laughs> exactly yeah. it really is one of those things. And yeah, to your point, I think this book was I was really expecting it to be super duper dry just because it starts in a place that's very um, like scholarly yeah. to your point, you know, somewhere that is going to stay grounded and try to be somewhat impartial and a little bit more like I want to tell this story, but not to dramatize it. I'm really trying to help capture yeah. what it must have been like to be in this place. And I think that's why it should it will make for such a good adaptation, because I did find myself being like, I'm just going to keep reading this until it's over because I don't really want to stop reading it. And I read it in like three days, like every free yeah. moment. I was like, we pop up and get a chapter because I just need to know what happens next. And I think what I didn't see coming was the interesting way there were like a couple stories being told, mm -hmm. you know, the, not just the story of the Osage and what was happening to them, but also the story of Jesse Plemons's character and the detective and, and his life and where he came from. Like there were really cool little breaks in the book about other pieces to keep contextualizing what's happening. And I really liked all that stuff because I think it it's part of like what makes reading more interesting to someone like me. Because to your point, I'm not a huge reader either. It's really got to yeah. it's got to have something like this, some kind of device or some kind of, I don't know, some kind of pull. And I just I was not expecting this book to be that way. <laughs> so I'm yeah. pretty excited that it was. And man, it just makes me more excited to, yeah, take some of those images from the trailer and then try to figure out, wow, like when I'm reading this book and imagining these places, I already have such a color palette I already have a little bit of a costume design in my mind and that was really exciting too yeah they really don't give away a lot in the trailer which I like like for people that you know th think that you know trailers spoil too much nowadays but like yeah there's so much in the book and like I hate that a lot of the conversation is like it's three and a half hours long oh my god like <laughs> we're gonna have to sit for three and a half hours I'm like dude this book is so like co like complex that it needs to be three and a half hours. Like I honestly am it's surprised it. that it's not like a docu series or something that's like ten episodes because it could easily be that or whatever. You know, I'm confident someone's producing right. that. Right. <laughs> um. Based. Yeah. Off the six. If if this is successful, the movie. I'm sure that's coming next. But yeah, I mean, like, I like. All, all the time when the, the conversation is about that it just makes me sad too because it's like um you know all i care about is like what's the story is it appropriate for the story so for the irishman okay. he is literally another based on another book um do you paint houses i think is the name of that one um mm -hmm. capturing someone's entire life story <laughs> And yeah. and truncated it to like three plus hours or whatever. And this one, very similar. He's like capturing this moment in time, but it like goes through from like the first murder to like the last murder. Uh, mm -hmm. So many years. It's like an ongoing investigation. Um, bodies piling up and people trying and to wide. cover up their tracks and dirty cops and dirt like it's just so and like so many characters like i told my my grandma to like i think i'm gonna go see it with her uh this week um but i you know i told her to read it and she she read it but 
um yes he was having a hard time keeping track of all the characters and she made a note card with all the characters on it and i'm like favorite. i know i'm like you know that's probably a, i should have probably done that because after a while i just started giving up and i just like <laughs> the 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 more times that like he would mention them i'd be like okay okay that's that's who he's talking about like no, i, I kind of just let it like you know if they popped up again in the story he would remind you like this is who this person is because yeah it was so much to keep track there were so many people in this book yeah there was like game of thrones level mm -hmm. character development happening too where like he would go very far and deep down a singular line to help you get the entire like family tree of this of this group and then the entire story of like this guy who people were curious about or suspicious of like i think that what was super devastating to me about this is how every time we were thinking maybe there's an answer maybe there is some help that that was later proven to be just a complete lie like total uh, yes. uh exploitation and perversion of like all kinds of things that just yeah it's just so despicable and usually we see a native american story about you know revolutionary times or something mm -hmm. we don't often go back to this point in history where you know, the really hardcore assimilation and all of the just strange erasure was happening that I think it's really easy, like you're saying, for history to want to be like, oh, that's like all before America started, you guys. Not us. And it's like, you know, or that, it, it was like not even that long ago. It was not. Yeah. No. I was, yeah, I was, that's a, um, I was going to bring that point up too that like, um, same thing with like African Americans, like so often they i think to the same reason um they make just only slavery movies you know or like um yep to put it in the past and be like this is not where we are anymore but like very few are like in the reconstruction period or you know assimilating into society or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah i think that was like another interesting aspect to it where um and that was kind of like what I liked from the trailer, what I saw um, from our main character, like how, you know, basically, you know, this isn't spoiling anything, but like they gave the Osage this land because they were trying to screw them over in the first place and being like, this land is worthless. Like you guys can. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell it. Yeah, you guys can have this shitty land. And then like, surprise, surprise, all this oil is there. <laughs> And yeah, the reason you couldn't grow on it was for something better. <laughs> yeah, and it's like worth so much money, and then people want to move back in and take it over, basically. And so, um, yeah, it's all about greed and uh, you know, basically what this country was founded on. You know, getting rich An by any means necessary, and even when you are rich, you have to keep trying to get more rich because it's not rich enough. Um, oh, the so. level of like prejudice in the racism and, and how much the law itself was actively just like demeaning the entire people and culture was also so fucked. Like, you know, the the just like these tribes not being able to speak for themselves or advocate for themselves because they are immediately dismissed and they're just being I, I just like don't. I can't imagine what it was, what it would be like <laughs> to be in a position like that and be in this place where it, they're telling you one th thing and then actively doing something else all day, every day. I think 
I'm sure many folks of color would say that's happening to them today, but it is wild to think that uh, particularly indigenous people would be very collaborative. Mm -hmm. Like they talked so much about how the Osage were so collaborative and they were very uh, uh, like open and, and willing to, uh, to like, you know, have, have some, um, I guess, like welcome in some of the American pieces or something with their own culture. Like the, the Osage almost felt progressive to me in this book. And yeah. I think that also made me even more sad I know. because I was like, what do you want? Yeah. White people of the past. What do you want today? What do you guys want? What do yeah. you want? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, th- I, I know what you mean too. And it, there also was what made it like really sad to me too, was like after a while they just gave up or like from jump, they were just like, yeah, these murders are not going to get solved. Like the system is against us. Uh, the cops are dirty. Anyone they send in here is going to be bought off by the people in charge in this town. This is before yep. there was a nationwide bureau, um, which the book kind of gets into, like the formation of that. Um, so, yeah, the, the people here are dirty. Obviously, they're involved somehow, um, either in covering it up or directly in the murders. So, um, yeah, nothing's going to get done. So I guess we just have to be by ourselves and not you know, mess with these white people, these crazy ass white people. <laughs> yeah, we just have to do what we can do to try yeah. not to like to try not to upset them, to try to let them to try to get them to give us our money. Because I think the conservatorship but, oh, piece of it and say, like the way it was so were so demeaning up. about not like about judging the way they wanted to spend their money or just like stuff where I was like, this is so wild. I can't believe this was like on books. But also, yes, I can. So I, it's just so insane that no, that like people were all chill with it. <laughs> yeah. For, for those who haven't read the book, basically, even though they had this wealth, basically the loophole that was created was that unless they had a white person to sign off on their purchases with how that they were spending their money, they couldn't do it. Um, because and, they're not smart enough to know that they're spending their money the right yeah. way. <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> Not to spoil too much, but it's like, so if they're in line for the money and they're getting killed, who do you think is, <laughs> what do you think is the motivation? Themselves yeah. to be in charge of their money. Like yeah. it was every and any person who could will try to take money. And it's just such, it's so, it was really sad. Like there were definitely multiple times while I was reading it and just feeling like, man, this is an ongoing powerlessness that's so so fucked but reading this book made me happy because i thought i can still access this information and i can like connect to it and read it and it's digestible and i think again i was like so nervous it wouldn't be so i'm kind of glad because i'm hoping that people see this movie and can feel the emotional impact that the book itself was able to give me already and then maybe like go to the book and get more information yeah i think david grand the author does like a really like thorough job researching everything you know and like even towards the end when he kind of admits that like there's there's so much that wasn't documented back then you know that like there's no possible way to recover some of like answer some of these questions like he's just giving us like his best possible guess as to what happened um yeah i, I still think like he made it like very um, like visible and real 
um, on the page to where like I could see it. And I think part of that was like, there's pictures in this book, which I think like are really helpful. Like, I think that was the other part that helped me kind of um, keep track of the characters is mm -hmm. I would like see the pictures and be like, okay, that's the younger sister. That's the middle right. sister. That's the older sister. That's, uh, you know, Robert De Niro's character. <laughs> yes. And then that's, it was his nephew or something, right? That's the... I think he... Isn't he the uncle? Isn't he... I know Leo's, uh, DiCaprio's Leo's, Ernest. Yeah. I just can't, Yeah, I can't remember what the uncle's name is. Dang. Yeah, but yeah, their, their relationship too, like very complicated, um, you know, because he's married to a Native American woman, um, but yeah. also like feels very loyal to his uncle. So there's like that piece to it. And I know like Scorsese, like when they interviewed him was talking about like part of the challenge of adapting it was being like, who's going to be the main character because there's so many characters to it. Uh, and I'm interested yeah. to see like how he handles that. It looks like he's doing kind of the double, like the marriage. He's focusing on the marriage between Leo DiCaprio uh, and an mm -hmm. Native American woman, which I think is probably the smartest way to do it. That seems to be like, mm -hmm the central two players in the story. Um, I feel like that makes the most sense yeah. because this story is so, it's so scary that the I only know. way I could ever imagine s surviving something so scary is, is feeling like I was safe because I trusted my partner. And so even though I know that, you know, this is a, this is such a dicey situation, I, I'm curious to see if that's part of what Scorsese will be interested in is that like a lot of these people were married to people they were exploiting mm -hmm. and you know, m marriage isn't always just for show. Sometimes, sometimes it also people seemed, do though, like, terrible things to people from the book. That if you got this impression too, that he genuinely did love her though. Like there was some genuine love there, but he was being manipulated to a certain extent by his uncle as well, which like, right. It's like, and I, I think that's going to be a tricky, like, and that's why I think casting Leo is like so smart because it's like, <laughs> you, like everyone loves Leo, you know, this it's is, true. Leo's great. Like, he, you yep. know, and so even when he's like the bad guy in like Django or something like that, there's part of you that's like, it's Leo behind it and he's doing this like. <laughs> funny accent you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah he always got a good performance going this yeah. time it's and, true it's true and like same thing with uh de niro like i'm really interested to see like how he portrays his character because it's like a giant task i feel like to to carry he there's so, so good much too. yeah and so like their dynamic is going to be like interesting and same thing like you know everyone loves de niro but like he's played these roles too in the past, like in Raging Bull, like Jake LaMotta, where it's just like, man, this guy's just a piece of shit. Like, yeah, so scary, <laughs> yeah. so intimidating. So I'm so excited to see him in this kind of role again. And then I just know. especially after reading the book and getting more of an idea of like this man he's going to embody, I was just thinking, like, oh, wow, this is so exciting. I hope that. I feel like this is the kind of character that he could totally win an Oscar for if he, you know, like can nail this and if, if people really like it, for sure. I yeah. just, he's so powerful and it's been a long time since we've been able to recognize him, you know? Yeah, like, um, yeah, I'm looking up the names right now, sorry. But uh, yeah, Ernest Burkhart, that's Leo. And then De Niro is William Hale. Hale, um, okay, yeah. okay. Um, Molly Burkhart is the... <laughs> 
the 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 married women yeah, the last remaining mm-hmm. god last woman standing dude <laughs> and that's that's as far as oscar talk i feel like people are kind of putting her as like the front runner like if someone was going to win an oscar for this movie it's going to be her which for sure, i think for makes sure. sense um i heard i've heard nothing but good things in it uh of like her performance in it and like yeah just the way that she like that was what i forgot to, i was going to bring up like just the how i like how he he describes like the different ways that um, the Native Americans would either express their traditional like values or like, you know, show off their wealth and be like, some, you know, some of like the modern like 1920s, like flapper, you know, type of style <laughs> to it, mm-hmm. uh, which like Molly, I feel like was definitely more of the modern style, not afraid to show off her wealth, not afraid to like, you know, like she has some of those lines in the trailer where she's kind of like, you know, talking back to Ernest and um, there's some of this like back and forth, which like, I'm glad that, you know, a character like that is in here. Cause it's like, again, it, yeah. it's, it's a very dark story. So you kind of need some of that levity at a certain point to just not keep yeah. it like depressing for all three and a half hours. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then Jesse Plemons as Tom White, I think again, perfect casting like mm-hmm. this like knight in shining armor that comes in and like genuinely wants to help these people <laughs> it's like who else well i guess 20 years ago it'd be like matt damon or somebody but like now it, it'd be Plemons. it totally would <laughs> <laughs> which like again it's it's fine so i like you know hit in the trailer too he's you know, knocking on the door like see i'm here to say about these murders you know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna be so good yeah. oh yeah, he's a great choice, and there is something about how the casting looks and feels so much like the writing. And I guess I wonder, you know, is that just me putting it putting it on, or is that really like the intrinsic source material matching great casting? Which I feel like I am really hard pressed to find a Scorsese movie where I'm like, well, that guy is terribly miscast. Oh, yeah, no, you know, so I was gonna <laughs> I say pretty... my mom was like when I told her that I read the book and you know, I knew who was going to be in the movie. She was kind of, she was like, well, is that like, you know, you knew what the actors are going to be like. Is that like what you saw when you were reading it? And I was like, no, not at all, really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, but like, um, especially with the pictures, that's kind of like what I was seeing in my head. It was like going off of the the images. Um, I really wasn't, you know, seeing Leo saying the lines or Robert De Niro. It was more just like, I know that eventually this is going, that's going to happen. But um, I thought it was like very easy to separate the two. I don't know. Like, how was that for you? I mean, I used those images uh, because it was easier for me to access uh, some of those parts. But of course, I could only use those for what I had from the trailer. And I think it was really fun trying to imagine the Jesse Plemons backstory stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see if we'll like get any of that. And if um, I guess like what that will uh look like if it will match what i imagined but i do feel like because those pictures were good and because of the aesthetic i did see much more of that when i was imagining it which kind of felt felt really interesting because i wonder too where the line was or how scorsese responds to that type of thing because he had to have watched or he definitely read the book before you know doing the work and picking all making all the style choices yeah and I guess another thing too that I was like thinking about is like there are so many 
you know, like side stories again, where it's just like offhand remarks, like, yeah. And then, you know, um, especially when uh, Tom, Tom White, you know, the, te- the detective starts like investigating where it's mm-hmm. like he tracked down this lead because he thought he might get more information. But, oh, he died in an explosion or something. And it's just like, what? Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was, like there was so many of those like tangential like action yeah. lines and i'm like dude scorsese is gonna eat those like it's gonna be like i can't wait i feel like even if it's just like two seconds of that like you know uh but yeah it's like yeah and then they tracked down this guy and he died of alcohol poisoning and then he tried <laughs> to track down this guy and he got in a gambling fight and got shot by somebody it's like it's yeah. so much happening like and and it's like it definitely feels like you know you can I guess like as a Western, this is a Western story, like in a lot of ways because of that, like it just feels like, you know, we're getting into like this modern society, you know, building roads and stuff like that. But like, there's still that mentality of like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, yeah, Yeah, there is. (laughs) And get away with it. Yes, exactly. It is an interesting juxtaposition. And I think, I think you're right. I think Scorsese sees so much potential in a story like this that doesn't basically try to tell you how to feel. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one more thing I really liked about this book is that the author didn't say like, you should feel this way about the information I'm telling you at all. The information was not presented with an emotional tone, but I think that actually made it more powerful because then I could personally process this information and, you know, try to find a way to accept that it, that it happened. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think, when it comes to the adaptation, I I am really looking forward to seeing, I guess, like how much how much we all see together. You know, like, mm. do you feel like in the adaptation, you'll your imagination or the things you imagine? Do you think you'll see those those things? Um, no, like, I guess when I when I see the movie, like, I'm very like medium specific in that way, I guess, where it's like I'm reading a book and I'm thinking about it as a book. And then if I'm watching mm-hmm. the movie, I'll have those things in the back of my mind, but I'm just like, I'm putting myself at the mercy of Scorsese and all the actors and, and things like Dang that. And, you know, if they change, because I think that's a losing battle, you know what I mean? They could change stuff, you know, they could leave stuff out. They could rearrange the timeline of things. So like, if you're going into it with like a preconceived, this is how I see it, then I feel like that's, you know, you're asking for, for trouble or like a... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on like how hardcore you are. Cause I will say uh, the only other books that I read right before I saw the movies were the Hunger Game novels uh, back in the day. I read those right okay. before because I was curious how the, they were going to be adapted. I literally was, was just like, I wonder how experience. they'll be adapted. And I do feel like in this case, I agree with you. I feel like I'm curious, of course, I want to see what they do and do not bring and how they do and do not share the information. And then I think when I go into a movie, having read the book, my favorite thing is talking to people who haven't. Do you mm. know anybody who's like really excited to see the movie, but hasn't read the book that you I might like? I feel like I like, like convinced everybody to read it. That's going to read it. <laughs> like, and you convinced Same. me to read it because you told me you were reading it. So, so like, good. I have this kind of you know, beautiful circle of people to uh, talk about it with. Um, I was going to say like for, I'm just like, I was trying to think of books where I read before the movie and I specifically remember this is such a bro like moment or whatever, (laughs) excuse me. But like I read fight club before seeing fight club. 
nice. Um, and but again, I think I think part of it too is like when you're with a master director, so like Scorsese or like a David Fincher, like Fincher, you know, no offense to the original Fight Club book, but he took that book and like elevated it like times a hundred. Like, and I, even the author even said that too. Chuck Palahniuk even admitted that like the movie mm-hmm. is the definitive version. Um, so I think when you're at the hands, like, it, I think it'd be different if it was just like, like, you know, a Hunger Games. I don't know who directed the fucking Hunger Games movies. Uh, but, <laughs> but actually, some prestigious directors did show up because okay. at the time that was a way for those guys to get big paychecks. And I'm happy about it. But it's true. Like adapting those books is not quite the same as something like this. But you're and, in that case, you're adapting the the title i feel like of the hunger game you're not like these are just like random stories that like you know i didn't even i've never even heard of this book um (laughs) before the movie came out you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like most people i talk to have never so i think in some of those like harry potter of course that was a phenomenon from the books and so you're but and again so you're when you're doing the movies you're that's the selling point is like these are the books and and then we're gonna make movies off of them that name that property yeah yeah, this will be the first time I read. I will have read a nonfiction book before I see the movie because I rarely read nonfiction books without that being Damn. assigned to me at school. And even then, sometimes. Oof. I also read Carrie before oh. seeing uh, the Carrie movie. And that's another case where I think De Palma just like hit it out of the park. And I think King even said the same thing, said that the movie is like 100 times better than the book it's it was his first book to be fair you know like that was his it his is very different yeah yes. so uh that's another case where again De Palma one of the best directors ever um yeah, this that. is fun yeah this is fun to <laughs> read a book see a movie and for yeah like that's you're talking exercise. about if anyone's like you know like I, again you have to be interested like I love King so that was easy to do um yeah nonfiction. So I, I can't movies. think of a nonfiction either like that's because I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a huge nonfiction person either. I mean, I tried to read Devil in the White City because I knew Scorsese and DiCaprio had optioned it, but that one was harder to get into than this. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I know Goodfellas was like... based on a book as well. Um, I think The Departed might have been too. A lot of those like based on true crime figures in real life. You know, so dope. The Godfather obviously is a book. I haven't read that, but you know, that was a huge <laughs> book. Is it as long as the movies are? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. A little a little respite from movies and TV for a book like every once in a while, I think I can handle. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have I actually, to see oh I just knows. too I I got I had to pick so pick it up from the library. I'll let you know how it is, but um there's a book on David Fincher too, speaking of that. Um, uh, it came out like in the last couple of years, but I guess it's like, I don't even know what it's about, like his filmography, him as a person. Yeah. I'm like, either way, I'm, I want to know, I want to get in the mind of this guy that's been like, you know, my favorite forever, you know, all of his movies. Yes. And I've been rewatching a lot of his movies too, because, um, anyone who listens to the blank check podcast, they do different director every season the season's david fincher so i've been keeping up with them they're on their new episode that just dropped they're at they go in sequential order too so they're on zodiac now so that's their newest episode so can't wait to revisit that but it's been i mean i love 90s 2000s fincher it's been like this is my this is my jam they're like feels like a warm blanket which is kind of fucked up because they're all full of murder (laughs) 
that's the darkest. That's what's great about him. I know. He is he's a special kind of guy because he came from music videos and I he know. worked with Madonna several times, yep. which like notoriously is very hard to do. So there's mm. something kind of dope about the fact that like Fincher makes the best movies ever, and he can also like, if you want, make really great music videos too. <laughs> I always tell the story too about like my least favorite professor I ever had like in film school, but like like he always just had like the worst takes like or like the most pretentious takes i guess i should say so then totally. so then fincher got brought up and he was like oh, he he only made good music videos he hasn't made a good movie or whatever i'm just like bro later dude <laughs> i don't have time for this i can't do it I get can't the do fuck it. out of here man get out of here oh, yeah, yeah yeah we uh we have we have the fincher movie coming soon is the killer is that's coming killer? soon yeah I think November. Is it just ki- remind killer. me what it is? The killer. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is that based on a book? I th- I want to say yeah. I know Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven, it wrote the screenplay. I, I'm not sure if it's. I think so though. I think I did read that. Okay. Story. I don't know. I okay. To be continued. We'll see. Because maybe if it is, I might read it just because I like the exercise of of. A prestige that's director. I'm, that that's I'm why I'm doing of. the 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 Fincher book. I'm like I'm I'm in the season with Blank Check. I'm rewatching all of his movies. I'm like in Fincherland right now. Like I need Dude. to. <laughs> so jealous. I yeah. gotta get there. <laughs> it's pretty great, honestly. Like again, like, even the ones that I'm not crazy about, like the game is like not one of my favorites. But like okay. it's still whatever, you know. Uh, just uh, there's still some stuff there. Michael yeah, Douglas a lot just being about. a fucking dirtbag like he was in all of the. <laughs> yes (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh Oh, nice nice all right cool well is there anything else about flower moon you want to say before we wrap up i think scorsese uh is one of our best filmmakers and you know like we should treat him as such i I told you that you know i sent you that the gq profile of him it's like i highly recommend it it's uh really amazing you know it's very it's kind of long but like you know like he talks about his life and like his thoughts about like you know he's getting up there in age um you know basically saying he has like one or two movies left you know in him he thinks i mean i mean even flower moon the it took him like four years to make this like that's usually um you know, to get the funding and to, you know, to do all of that. So he's had this in the tank for a while. Um, and yeah, I think, I think from everything I'm hearing, it's like a masterpiece, another masterpiece from him. Um, so yeah, check that out and, you know, see Flower Moon, read Flower Moon. Um, can't, I can't recommend either enough. You know, I, I guess one nitpick I would say of the book that like I wasn't crazy about. I did feel like it went on a little too long, like a little bit, like like especially like the last couple chapters. I felt like we're a little. He like broke away from the main story, and he was like, you know, this is what I'm doing now. Like as I'm researching this stuff, and it was like some of it was cool, but then at the same time, I was just like, didn't really add much. You know, like you had the story kind yeah. of already sealed and. uh you know, the, I guess I know what he was he was trying to do, like um, tying up the past to the present and, you know, that type yeah. of thing. Where's the Osage now? Totally. Type of like Games of New York style for keeping in Scorsese, how he did it at the end. Um, yep. But yeah, that was just the one part where that that really didn't 
I, I was struggling to kind of get through that part, but everything else I thought was really excellent. And um, yeah, I highly recommend that profile and, you know, anything flower moon I'm in. <laughs> uh, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Scorsese is just a maestro. Uh, any, anything he does, I'm, I'm here for, and I'm grateful that he can still make movies so well and, and he's so passionate about them still. Um, it's pretty awesome to watch. And I, I'm very excited if you have the chance, read this book so that you can educate yourself. And yeah, the I do conversation should be, well. we get a three and a half hour Scorsese movie. Hell yeah. It shouldn't be like, <laughs> Oh God, three and a half. It's like so frustrating. Yeah. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is like on his last legs, like, and it's still, he's still going strong. Like it's not going to feel like three plus hours. I'm confident because no, the, the Irishman didn't. didn't. No, exactly. It's sort of like a good filmmaker. You don't necessarily need to check the running time unless you like have a schedule or whatever. But like otherwise, most likely you, you'll feel the right pace because that's what these motherfuckers do. They know about that shit. In the theater, and, too, so seeing The Irishman, um, which I did. And I, you know, a lot of people that were complaining about like Netflix, like seeing it on Netflix. I was like, you should have went to the theater. I, it was like I, it flew by. I didn't even notice the mm -hmm. runtime. Everyone in the theater, like nobody was like getting up like 50 times because it was so long. Like everyone was invested in it. Um, and I think that movie got fucking robbed. Like that should have won. It got zero Oscars and that should have won something. I don't care what it was. That movie w is great. And, yep. you know, anytime he makes a gangster movie or whatever, that's just like his thing. And he's just so good. he understands that world. And uh, but I, I think this is kind of fits into that world, too. I think he'll he'll do a good job. Um, he's, done, he's done historical like Gangs of New York is probably the closest one to this, I guess, in, in time period wise. Um, so it's true. It, and it's not his best one. But I mean, that's still solid. It's still still solid movie. Good performance. Yeah. 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 And I think like in the end, Scorsese is like all filmmakers, too. They learn something with each film, mm -hmm. whether they learn something about themselves as a filmmaker or something in the the like scale uh, uh trade of film with a new technology or trying a new type of film like they Things i feel like York. he yeah also yeah he's famously, worked for so long also ahead, famously is a weinstein um debacle of yeah him that trying, sounds right him trying to control everything and so a lot of the stuff that doesn't hold up in that movie i blame on him <laughs> and most of it yeah, i think all of it actually he is responsible for right but, but yeah i do feel like he this is a gangster tale uh mm -hmm. even if there's not like a full-on mob element here there's a different kind of mob element here and i think it's exciting to see him apply the decades long study he's done of people like this to yeah. this story so i'm friggin stoked I, know. Um, I got my tickets yeah. there Saturday. I'm there. Hell yeah. Dude, this weekend I'm fucking there. Hopefully, is it in IMAX? Do you know if it's going to be in IMAX? That I'm not sure. I, we don't have IMAX here, so that's Damn. Uh, lucky. Okay, I'll see if it is. And if it is, I'm going to try to see it there. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, see it in theaters, yeah. guys. I know like it's going to be on Apple or whatever, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be worth people it. have a harder time for whatever reason. They can watch 50 seasons of Love is Blind, but... They can't watch a three and a half hour movie from one of our greatest directors. <laughs> no yep, shade. Love is blind. But I'm just saying like the, there's kind of a hypocrisy there. And if you really feel that way, 
about at, like at home viewing see it in the theater it's exactly it's be better Ooh. so there you go yes yeah this one looks like it needs to be seen in the theaters and i know i'll be there we'll be there so yeah um all right that wraps it up for us let's remind the people where they can find us yeah get your fix and follow the show at we stay buff on instagram youtube facebook and twitch you can follow me on twitter at rampage underscore misfit and my movie pages at misfit underscore minded on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok yeah take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on spotify and apple Podcasts, and please leave a review five stars five stars five stars and you can follow me on instagram and facebook at it's me shani b all right thanks again for listening hope to catch you next time on another edition of literary buzz <laughs> yeah get my monocle <laughs>